win from Meridian Financial. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Nicole gives her clients and prospects the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Fiscally Fit with Nicole Wynn. Hello and welcome back to Fiscally Fit. My name is Nicole Wynn from Meridian Financial. If you'd like more information about what you hear during the show, give us a call at 281-854-2011 or visit us online at www.meridianfinancialllc.com. And while at my webpage, click on the radio page and check out past shows and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. In my experience, the unique needs and concerns of women who are retired or close to it is one of the most underreported and little discussed elements of retirement planning. Advertisements for retirement tools and services often feature images of happy couples eagerly beginning their post-work lives as a team. But what about the many women who will enter retirement on their own? During today's episode, we're going to discuss some of the things women could do to potentially make their retirement a little more comfortable. I recently came across a CNBC article. Men have over three times more retirement savings than women and seven steps to make sure you are financially secure. I found this article to have some really powerful information. So let's go ahead and start unpacking it. Let's start with some statistics. Currently, women make only 82 cents for every dollar a man makes, which immediately makes preparing for retirement more challenging. Furthermore, women have an average retirement savings of $23,000 compared to $76,000 for men. While those numbers are certainly alarming, the truth is a comprehensive strategy can make all the difference in the world. The first step is to simply be involved with your finances. The old saying that knowledge is power is absolutely true when it comes to your personal finances. Get into the habit of going through all of your accounts on a weekly basis, so that way you have a complete understanding of what money is going in and what money is going out. Many of my clients take a peek at their checking account every morning right, uh, right on their phones. Checking your accounts frequently also helps you understand your spending habits. If you see a bunch of weekly charges to the same coffee shop, it may be a sign it's, start, it's time to start brewing your own coffee at home more often. The next step is to set up a savings account that you don't touch. If there's one thing that we can all expect, it's sometimes getting stung by the unexpected. Maybe it's a new set of tires, or maybe it might be a last second plane ticket to a friend's sudden wedding. Having some money set aside for unexpected expenses is always a smart move. The rule of thumb is to set aside anywhere between three to six months worth of living expenses in an emergency fund. But ultimately, you should simply save as much as you can within your circumstances. Even setting aside $50 per paycheck can eventually turn into a nice pile of money that could help you when something unforeseen pops up. And don't forget that having a cash reserve can help you avoid relying too much on credit cards. Take, for example, a new set of tires. If you pay cash for an $800 set, then you've spent $800.
But if you put an $800 set of tires on a credit card, you could end up paying a lot more thanks to interest. The next step is to plan for the future. Sounds simple, maybe even too simplistic, right? But the reality is many of us get caught up in the here and now and forget about what we'd like our lives to look like after we leave the office for the very last time. Women live longer than men on average, so it's critical for women to ask themselves several questions like, first of all, what if I outlive my husband or partner? Will I want to keep our home once I'm on my own? If I live into my 80s or 90s, what will, my, what will I need in terms of long-term care? You should also consider how other people's finances might be affected if something were to happen to you. Designing a legacy plan is an important financial step for many women. A legacy plan will spell out how your bills will be paid if you're unable to do it yourself, and will identify heirs for your finances and property. The article next recommends setting financial goals that are focused on your long-term security. First, regularly contribute to a savings account. Many experts recommend saving at least 20% of your monthly gross income. I'm sure many of you probably just yelled 20%, come on. But the reality is any amount you save out of each check is likely to benefit you at some point in the future. Beyond contributing to a savings account, it may be a smart play to aggressively pay down any high interest debt. For many folks, credit cards are the biggest source of high interest debt. Gather your credit card statements and identify one of the highest interest um, ones and then commit to paying it off as soon as possible. Doing so can save you money on interest and free up more cash to put into your savings. Finally, develop some long-term goals. For example, if you have young children, setting up a fund that covers the cost of their higher education may be a prudent goal. Do you want to take your family on a two-week dream Disney vacation? Saving, starting to save now gives you more than enough time to pay for the trip with cash rather than credit. The next financial tip for women is to build credit. Having credit in your name is perhaps the most important than maybe just any other financial move out there. Finding true financial security can be extremely challenging when you don't have sufficient credit. According to CNBC, roughly 45 million Americans are credit invisible. But if you fall into this camp, there's no reason to give up hope. The first step, potential step, is to become an authorized user on your partner's or maybe a relative's credit card. Once you're authorized, you'll begin benefiting from that person's good credit actions without being on the hook for any charges. With this step, you'll want to make sure the cert be certain that the person who's the, on the primary account is responsible and trustworthy. The next potential solution is to open up a secure credit card. These cards may be a good option for beginners seeking to build um, and start uh, building credit. Secure cards are different than traditional credit cards in that they require a security deposit, uh, which is typically about $200. Most secured cards then provide an opportunity to eventually receive an unsecured card. Finally, you may be able to gain positive credit by paying certain bills. For example, Experian Boost allows you to connect your bank account to your cell phone and pay utility bills. And when you pay them on time, it's reflected in your credit history. 
Cable, internet, and streaming services may also qualify for on-time payment credit boost. A good or excellent credit score generally is 670 and higher. So if a program like Experian Boost or something similar can gain you even 10 or 20 positive credit points, it would be really well worth it. The next tip is to have a relationship with your creditors. Get to know the companies that you're working with and don't hesitate to reach out to them with questions or if you need help. Now, I'm not saying you have to become best friends with them, but it's important to get below the surface a little, a little bit so that you're comfortable with them. So let me give you an example. If you're looking for a new credit card, your best bet for a card with a good interest rate and a decent perks may be with your current bank or credit union, especially if you've been a good customer for a number of years. If your bank or credit union offers a card and you've never overdrawn on your debit card, it's likely to, go, to improve your chances for qualifying for a card. If you enjoyed the show today, visit us at www.meridianfinancialllc.com and click on my radio page. Also, be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And finally, if you want more information about what we discussed today, give us a call at 281 281- Eight five four two zero one one. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you for listening to Fiscally Fit. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Nicole Wynn at Meridian Financial. Call 281-854-2011 or visit them online at meridianfinancialllc.com. Advisory services are offered by Virtue Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products and services are offered through Meridian Financial, LLC. Virtue Capital Management, LLC, and Meridian Financial, LLC are not affiliated companies. Nicole Wynn and Meridian Financial, LLC is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.